0: It's really good to laugh with your spouse, but making fun of him or her in front of others can do a lot of damage, and we're going to be talking about why it's good to use your words positively, to bless your spouse instead of criticizing them or making fun of them. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, who head up our marriage department, and Greg, I think you and Aaron have sometimes um, made fun of each other. Banter, yeah. banter back and forth. Yeah, I mean, there are times when that gets serious, though, and it becomes kind of an arrow, not a playful little dart. Right. And and I think you know, thirty-one years into marriage, I try to be
1: super cautious around that, e- even at home, even with our own kids, because I, I want to model that. Th- that can be a very Difficult style of relating when we get into a lot of the negative banter, the sarcasm, mm-hmm. the teasing mm-hmm. each other. I mean, so again, Aaron and I love to be playful mm-hmm. with each other, and, and kind of we do that privately more than we're probably going to do that publicly. I, I did this. We were speaking, and John, you may have been there, so I think it was a it was a big focus event. I think all of us were there. So there was a a fantastic marriage researcher, his name's Brad Wilcox, Uh anything that he's doing, you've got to read it, pay attention to it, it's great stuff. So he spoke right before Aaron and I got up. So he, Brad Wilcox finishes, we go up, and then Aaron is talking, but at some point she goes, yeah, and I love what Brad Wilcox was saying, I mean, that was a powerful talk that he gave yesterday. And it just struck me as funny <laughs> because we It was, it was 10 just minutes literally ago. minutes ago. So I yeah. said, yesterday, you know, that was, I think that was like 10 minutes ago. And the moment I said it, there was just that gut check on, ooh, this could Not go over, Especially idea. when you're up on stage yes. in yes. front yeah. of yeah. a whole bunch of people.
0: All?
2: Well, it was hilarious because I didn't realize I had oh. even said it. So when he said that, I was like, what? I was like, I was going to accuse him of like, no, I didn't say that, but I did. Yeah. Oh, I that just was being recorded, realize so I would have gone
1: to the replay. But days. we,
2: <laughs> you because won that one. I was so shocked we actually played that off well, or I, it, it wasn't insulting to me. It was shocking to me. Well,
0: yeah, and I don't know about you two, but I think early on in our relationship, it could have gone south really quickly from there, mm-hmm. because early on, I, I I'm critical, and I can have an element of mean in my sarcasm oh, or trust my jokes. Us, John. And, we know. So We're I've very learned, familiar. kind of publicly. I'm learning still in the home environment, though, because it, it, yeah. you know, if a kid piles on mom, it's easy for me to jump in there. Right. Stupid me! It's not what I want. It's not my heart for her. It's it, just it can, my flesh. It, it it's can my humanness. be a playful banter. Yeah. There has to be balance.
1: But I just would encourage us all to be very, very cautious in public. Or around, even if you're at a dinner party, just be super, super cautious. And because people will notice if your spouse looks wounded.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They pay attention to those things.
1: And and then if that happens, I had, I think we got up another time, I had to say something and I publicly apologized. Hmm. So even if you're at a dinner party and you know you you rib your spouse and it it just lands flat and sort of offends half the people that you're, you know, picking on your spouse, you can always say, "Hey, you know what? I was being stupid. I was trying to be playful. That didn't go over and and I own that. So, yeah. Aaron, please accept my apology. I am so sorry." So, I mean, you can make that right. Mm-hmm. Just notice and have that discussion. Yeah. We we can Aaron and I will talk Every once in a while, something will happen. I'll be like, "Hey, did that did that land? Or yeah. I, I'm, did I offend you? That's oh no, good. no, no, it didn't offend me at all." But just be very careful, especially in front of your kids. We want to model
0: honor mm-hmm. and respect in in front of them. So just just be careful. with Yeah, that. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and hear now from Chris and Jenny Graby, who want to help you establish some healthy rhythms and healthy boundaries. Uh, and here they are now with uh, Focus president and broadcast host, Jim Daly.
3: Jenny, let me ask you, you observed uh, how some couples can turn their stories about one another kind of into small jabs toward each other. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I think if a person's style might be verbal attack, John, what do you think? (laughs) He just looked right at you, John. No, (laughs) it's just... I am guilty of that. No, 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 me. I was talking about me. I mean, it's not malicious, but it's more like I can go to a verbal spat with you if you'd like to, and I'm going to try to win. Yeah, Yeah, I know you don't have to write or call us. I know that's not appropriate, but (laughs) but I, I... my point here is i'm relating to this jenny that you know you can turn a little you know even sarcasm into something that's not edifying for your spouse so relate the experience that you had in that regard and how you corrected it
4: yeah i think it's really really common um to use your spouse as the butt of a joke i mean it happens every week in the circles that we hang out with Um, but the story i share in the book is as a little kid, I was always that kid observing the people around me. I was like an obsessive observer, especially of relationships. You know, I grew up in a really loving family, wonderful parents, but they would be the first to tell you that they struggled in their marriage. That was their, their biggest struggle. And so I didn't see a couple that I wanted to emulate. I didn't see a marriage I wanted to emulate in my own house. So it caused me to kind of ferociously look for an example outside of my house that I could find for inspiration. And so every fall um, in Texas, we would go on these trips together with other other families. Um, and it was to the Texas Hill Country. And after a long, hot, burning summer, it was such a, a wonderful thing to celebrate the crisp breeze finally coming um, into Texas. And so we would go out to the Hill Country and we would all, you know, all the kids would be surrounded at one end of the table and all the adults around the other. And I always listened in to the adult conversations. I was that kid kind of scooting closer and closer. That's where to the here. intel That's was. That's what it was. That was the fun. <laughs> they were telling the good jokes over there. Um, but you could start to hear each couple would kind of start sharing stories about their spouse. Listen to what Susie did last week and mm. listen to what this idiot did, you know, or whatever the, the right. jab was. And, and it was funny. Sure. But you could watch there. I would watch their spouse's face and they would drop Mm. as they as they were the butt of that joke. But there was one couple there that I noticed, Mike and Linda, and they just never seemed to join in that banter. In fact the only stories that they shared about the other just revealed how much they really loved and respected and adored each other. And it just stood out to me as a little kid and I just made a mental note, okay. Never throw your spouse under the bus. There's something there. They're practicing this, and it's showing up in their marriage. They have the kind of marriage that I want. And here's a key practice that I can kind of hold on to even as a kid.
3: Well, and you caught it. I did. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. even with our own children, you think they, they won't notice. They oh, they're do. listening to everything. They do. Chris, let me ask you, uh, give us some practical ways that we can speak life into our spouse.
5: Yeah, well, this is definitely one of the rhythms. And I want to, before we finish on what she just shared, is this can be an inherited rut. Right, the the yeah. jabbing thing because yeah. of what you observed. You as learn a child, this as yeah. a child sure. right? You you hear it. It's just hey, we just as a family, we everyone they kind of own it. Like we all, we always love to poke fun at each other and go. And, it's <laughs> and just it was like, great. Oh yeah, yeah but it, but you look up and go, you know what? Like yeah. that is not a rhythm that's going to bring life. And yeah, so point. this idea of speaking life, which was one of the rhythms we put in the book, is that really we we think this is the cornerstone of the other rhythms. If you can get to this place where you're verbalizing and communicating with your spouse your gratitude, your appreciation for them and really helping them understand, you know, how thankful you are for them. Like it just is it is money in the bank mm-hmm. that is going to to right. be a massive return Great on the side. Great way to look at it. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. and you just look up and one of the practices that we talk about, even just practically speaking is like we can go about our day, we're busy. We have five kids, you know, y'all have kids. Everybody's just busy, work, all that or whatever. Now, I know you walking past you going dang, she looks good today, <laughs> and and just keep walking. But I have a moment right there to literally just say, hey, you look so good today. And in that moment, I could have just had the thought and gone on in my life, but just taking that brief second to tell her, tells her I love her, it's speaking life, it's it's putting chips in the bank, that ultimately has the opportunity to let her know that I love her, I'm for her, and it's just that speaking life that then reciprocates, right? That she It just kind of stacks on top of each other. It builds yeah, no, it's, the
4: culture.
0: All right. So Chris and Jenny had some good uh, stories to share there and insights. Uh, Aaron, you heard what Greg was saying earlier. Talk about kind of repairing the relationship. What to do if mm-hmm. um, if you've been hurt by something your spouse has said? Mm-hmm.
2: So often, you, inside you'll feel that zing, you know. And really, what it is is you're getting triggered. And oftentimes what we'll, especially as women, what we'll do is try to convince ourselves, ah, it wasn't that big of a deal. He didn't mean it.
0: And then we notice the day or two later, we husbands, we notice it was a big deal.
2: Yeah. And so that's what I (laughs) I encourage everyone just to, when something gets triggered, just acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and deal with you first to just go, yeah, that hurt. And it's okay that it hurt. And it's okay that I felt invalidated or rejected or whatever I felt in that moment. So really to attend to your own heart first, to get it back open so you can go to your spouse and just have a simple conversation of that hurt me when you said that, that hurt. And then you can even make a request of, gosh, when we're in a situation like that again, my request is, you know, that you don't publicly... Humiliate Say that you like I did. Yes. Don't publicly <laughs> shame me or humiliate me <laughs> on it. a stage. And, you know, or if that happens again, I'm going to have to remove myself or I will let you know in the moment mm-hmm. that that hurt me. Yeah. Basically setting a boundary because emotional abuse or verbal abuse is not okay. And so there's times that we're going to hurt each other because we're human. But there's a, if the it's veering it, into yeah. a long-term pattern of verbal or emotional abuse set boundaries mm-hmm. and and remove yourself cuz you're you're calling god is is calling you to honor your heart yeah. to guard your heart so just be aware of is it a pattern or is it a one time incident yeah
0: yeah even this morning i was reading in the proverbs uh, chapter 12 which said there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts this sound th- this is a good description of humor gone bad Uh, but the tongue of the wise brings healing so let's seek Mm. to be healers in our uh, marital relationship and not let our humor become swords Uh, well some great conversation today and uh, for follow-up the book that we're going to point you to is available from focus on the family it's called the rhythm of us creating the thriving marriage you long for it's by chris and jenny graby and uh, you can see details about it online Uh, We'll have the link in the show notes. Make a donation as you can today, either a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount to Focus on the Family, and I will send that copy as our way of saying thank you for being a part of the support team and making podcasts like this one possible. We're also going to link over to our free online marriage assessment, which takes only a few minutes, and it's something you and your spouse can do and then talk about. It's a great conversation starter. Uh, The link is in the notes as well. Next time, we'll hear from Howard and Danielle Taylor about something they call the no breakup policy. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.
1: Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord, and you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan.